What's going on everybody? It's your boy Cam. I'm sitting here with my lovely wife and we have a special guest on tonight. We have a special guest, my little sister, Lexis Logan. Come on, everybody, give it up. I'm like, you're not gonna sister. give me no claps? Right, give yeah, me some claps. I'm sorry, I'm Back sorry. I got let me do that over. Let's give it up for my little sister, Lexis Logan. Come on, come on. Come on. A little commotion for the dress. <laughs> Prepare to be sick of me. A little commotion for the dress. All right. And so, listen, what we're about to do today, we're going to talk about an interesting topic. Babe, what are we talking about today? Tell the people. Today, we are going to delve. We're going to delve into our thoughts and experiences being preacher's kids, a.k.a. PKs. Mm. And since we're all preacher's kids here, you know, we figured this would be a great uh, topic to discuss with our sister Lex because we all have those experiences. So, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, let's let's go ahead and get, you know, I, I feel I feel like, uh, you know, my journalism hat is 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 coming on here. OK. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Oh, okay. And uh, oh. let's just let's just see. Well, first know. we should let Lex introduce herself. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. Did you not see my Instagram story? I don't like talking about myself. Too bad. You're gonna do it anyways. There's. Lex's. I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> she like to eat. I like to go on vacations. Speaking of eating. Oh my God! Here we go. Um. Well, well, I don't know. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? You know. What it what I mean, you have things. How old am I is not like a fun fact. I mean, like people who don't know you need to know who we are and stuff about you, I guess. I'm twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I mean, Lex is she she's kind of like Cam. They're the same. Almost, kind of. We Last night I discovered that they're not twins. So even though y'all are going to say that they look alike, I feel like the longer I look at them, the less they look alike. Um, but anyways, uh, she's a college graduate. Yeah, almost four years ago. In almost May. That's four crazy. years ago. College graduate. Um, Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Um, what else? She was very active in her on-campus community, Christian community. What is it? Uh, what black is that called? Christian Impact. community. Right. right. Well, yes, yes. Black Christian called. community. Impact. Impact. Um, I mean, what else? What are other credentials? She's going to be a great lawyer someday. Right. Right. Let's go to law school. I don't know. That's. I think that's all. I just wanted to give some fa fun facts. Fun facts. fun facts about Lex. Thank you. <laughs> oh, also, Lexis is the third party in our in our trio. She works for her. She works for our. <laughs> she works with us now, so we are Team so. Logan, Team Victorious. Yay! BMG. Okay. All right. Without further ado. Without further ado. Wait, so I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but were we supposed to have questions for you two? 
I think he's gonna answer his own question. Yeah, we're all we're all uh, gonna answer. Like I'm just gonna I'm just y'all know me. I like to just y'all flow. know me. <laughs> you know, like I know. <laughs> also, I just like I'd like to just flow. Me and Lexus finish each other's sentences a lot, so apologies in advance. Yeah. So, um, so we have discussed this. Vicky and I have talked about this in like our first ever everything is we episode we brushed or blew past it not really not we, we, really. T- we, we just, touched on we it a little bit we when didn't. we introduced to you all our love story mm-hmm. and you know her parents are pastors my parents are pastors been pk's i've been a p Vic, lexus has definitely been a pk her entire life I've been a PK ever since I can remember, since I was, like, one. Yeah, you came um, out the womb. But, yeah, I, I, like, basically was, like, born in church. Every time we go I to mean, even the church if, we grew up in, they'd be like, oh, I used to change your diaper. And I'm just like, you don't understand how weird that is Yeah, to say that. But um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, we all, even, even though my dad wasn't a preacher my whole life, my grandpa was a preacher my whole life, both of my grandpas were preachers. And we were always in church anyways. So technically, we're all pew babies. And so and so with that, obviously, when you're growing up under, because I, I don't want to give it away before I even ask the question. When, you grow, when you're growing up as a PK, what types of challenges did you all face? What types of challenges did I not face? <laughs> um, well, I've explained my feelings about being um, what I like to call hyper visible many a uh, many time because it's very it's very similar to how my life is on the internet now. So I always talk about this, but it's like one you're always being watched. So there's that. It's like it's like being famous, kind of, but not really because like when you're famous you like you're kind of rich you know it implies money (laughs) so it's like the fame without that part um but it's like people are always watching you and I mean for lack of a better word judging judging you I guess you could say um but more so in a way that's like everybody thinks you're their parent or they're your parent everybody thinks they're your parent or they're like always trying to tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And they like scrutinize you for things that they don't scrutinize their own children for, which is mm. annoying. Um, it's like the expectations are, are very high um, for you to perform basically for people because I mean, we're all human, but it's like, y- there's like expectations on you to like be more and do more than what everybody else does basically. Um, so we really can't do anything wrong, um, or else we're just disgrace, dishonor on our whole family. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I will say, since you asked earlier why I like to hide, that's a reason I don't like to be seen all the time. Cause I'm just used to people always seeing me, looking at noticing you. me. Yeah. So if I can hide, I will. Yeah. And that's, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think, I think that it speaks to how our personalities are similar 
because even though Cam has experienced that same thing, you're not as introverted as we are. You're still very extroverted. Um, but I feel like maybe it's different for girls. I don't know. But it does make us like more withdrawn. And because when I was a kid, when my dad wasn't a preacher yet, um, like I didn't feel that. Like I didn't feel like people were watching me like that um, until like my teenage years when he really started like preaching a lot and traveling and all of that. Then it was like a big deal. And that's when I started to withdraw, say less. I stopped, I even stopped like trying to, um, cause I'm a really, I was a really smart kid. I was really good at school and I always made straight A's and always got all these like awards and stuff for being smart. And once I got to middle school, I noticed that I also like, I tried to dumb myself down so that I wasn't overachieving the way people expected me to overachieve. Like I started to like doubt myself on purpose. If that even makes sense, like try to dumb myself down so I didn't shine too bright because it's like even though people expect you to be like better than others I don't know like they expect you to like set a standard we kind of set a standard on accident anyways maybe not on accident it's on purpose but I mean because of the way we're raised I guess we're raised to set a standard and be an example so like we unknowingly do those things but then like when other people notice it and then it you notice that other people are expecting you to do it. For me, I just felt like I don't want people to expect me to do that. And so I tried to underperform on purpose. And then that's when I started hiding and withdrawing and like being more to myself. Um, and on top of that, you know, adults, grown adults expecting us to be a certain way. It's like your friendships are not consistent. Um, people are often, I don't want to say turned off. But, like, it's hard to be friends with people because they know that you're different and they, like, kind of use it against you in a way when you just, like, want to fit in. I mean, they'll bring it up for sure. They're like, oh, you don't know about that because you're, right. you're a PK or mm. you're this. Right. And it's just like, we were just talking about cereal, bro. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> It's just, yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and it's like, I remember, like, not getting invited to things because my friends assumed that my parents were going to say no. Or, like, they would, like, exclude me from things because it's like, oh, you can't do that. Or, oh, you're you're not. It almost makes you feel like you're not cool because you can't do certain things. So then, like, you don't, I don't know. You kind of, like, you're like the oddball out, basically, mm. in a way. That's how I felt. That's how I took it. Lex, you um, didn't you want to expound anymore, or? I mean, what was the question? The challenges, because you oh, you, there's you rambled. I did. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah. So that's one challenge. I like to hide, even in the choir. Y'all be like, "Oh, you need to do this, or you need to stand up here." I'll be like, "I'm fine in the back." Or well, it's just because you're one of the better singers, and we can't hear <laughs> you. And you're already on stage, so I feel like if you're already on stage, then well, you might my, as well scoot up. No, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just something about, you know. I mean, I get it. And I don't like being put on the spot either. I you know, that. like, if somebody tells me that. to do something, even if I was going to do it already or if I wasn't, like, if you told me to do it, now I don't want to do it at all. Same. And um, same. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but. No. You won't want to do it. I do the opposite. Like, 
we <laughs> we have the same issue, but we handle it differently. Like you'll just be like, no, but I'll be like, I'm doing exactly what you I'm whatever you said, I'm doing the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like going against people's expectations because you don't want to be you don't want people to like I don't know. It's like people think that they know what you should do and who you should be. And it's like, you don't know me. Yeah. Let me then, be my own person. Since they expect you to be a certain way, if you live up to that, then they're like, oh, they think she's too good or he's too good or mm. you're better than everybody else. You're being holier than thou. And you're like, I don't even know what you want from me at this point. Like, I can't do good and I can't do bad. It's just I just have to stay somewhere in the middle because right. you're going to complain anyways. Right. So so what I'm hearing I'm I'm acting like I ain't a PK. So <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you well, all give your thoughts too. I know, I know. So I'm getting there. So what I'm hearing from you all is that you found it difficult to navigate through various parts of our lives due to the fact that people had unrealistic expectations for other people who happen to be children who happen to be children like we're growing up growing up in life trying to learn just like everybody else like give me a break bruh i don't remember which preacher it was you had me watch a sermon i don't remember which preacher it was but he said it he called it the pressure to perform Mm -hmm. and that that stuck with me because it's definitely that because unfortunately not unfortunately it's a good thing but it feels like a bad thing when you're growing up but like we're gifted like we're all extremely gifted and talented kids. Uh, I mean, when you grow up in church, you, you're going to at least get one gift, singing, a, playing an instrument, something. Yep. So like because people already know that about you, they expect you to just like, I mean, just be killing it. Like every time they see you, oh, dance for the people. Like, yes. it's like that's literally what yeah. it feels like. Um, It's like. Be like I call it all the time, like being a zoo animal. Like people are literally like you're in a cage, and people are like watching you. And so, do something. so, so then I, I guess I'll answer my own question. One, one of the challenges I got because I can talk about this all day. One of the challenges, Vicky alluded to it a little bit, is formulating relationships with people. Mm-hmm. As you all know, one of the main points of the Everything Is We podcast and platform is to talk about how to foster healthy relationships and not just, you know, between, you know, sexually, you know, but, but how to have friends, how to navigate life with your coworkers, how to communicate better, like just in general. And so I found that extremely difficult because like y'all said, okay, I'm a, I'm a young kid, young teen, young tween, young teenager trying to find their way just like everybody else. And, you know, like we said already, okay, you do something and then I do it. Cause I'm, I'm just trying to find my way. Of course I'm a PK. Yeah. You should know right from wrong, but kids in general should know right from wrong anyway. Right. Exactly. So then I do what your child did, but now you ready to nail me to the cross. Yep. And it's like, well, Y'all know we was in the same room. <laughs> we always like, get in like more we, trouble. We did the same thing. And in certain situations, like my parents, I, you know, I love them dearly. They did the best they could. Uh, 
And they always tried to let me know, like, yeah, you know, you got to know that this is how certain people are going to react, blah, 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 blah. And, like, the other folks, like, the, the colleagues or friends or school, like, parents, they would trip more than my parents would trip. And it's like, bro, like, you don't even know what your child really do. Right. Like, I, I don't even do that. I just tried to uh, do this, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, you, we don't have any area to mess up. No room. No room to mess up. Like, I can't, you know, I remember when sagging was a thing. Like, I tried to sag my pants a little bit. And I'm all the, the parents was, the the the, the mamas, uh, my friends, they would try to tell on me and tell my mom this. And my mom's oh like, well, God. why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to be that? I'm like, well, we were all, we, we, <laughs> we were, all doing, were all doing that. Bro. But y'all mad at me. And so there was, it was that. It was, if I was talking to a girl and, you know, like, bro, like, I'm not even active if you catch my drift. I'm not even active. Your kid's active. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's just, it was like Bruh. always the pressure to be perfect. And anytime I wasn't perfect, I was I was just roasted or talked about or looked down upon or demeaned or or chastised. It's like, bro, like I'm ten. <laughs> everything for me was a phone call everything for me was a phone call it's like anything i do there has there is a phone call about me about what i did every single time doesn't matter what it is the principal called my mama about me having a boyfriend Not the principal. just having a boyfriend the principal bro the principal i told this story on tiktok the principal like everything was a phone call me having a facebook that's a phone call Oh, did y'all know if Vicky had a MySpace phone call? <laughs> like I would be hanging out with my friends and I may do something just maybe a little bit, a little bit not okay. It just looks a little bad. I'm hanging around people who are doing bad things all the time. And then I do one little bad thing. My grandma called me. Now, Vicky, what you posted on Facebook? I don't, I don't like what I saw. <laughs> I love you, mother, if you watch this. Um, but like everything. So it's like now I have. Even as a grown 30-year-old adult, I have, like, phone call PTSD. So, like, if I post something or, like, share something and I have to really think about whether or not I should post it, the first thing that pops into my mind is, am I going to get a phone call for this? Mm. Like, as a 30-year-old adult, Mm. (laughs) like, it just don't go away, bruh. Some of this stuff has traumatized me forever. Like. To this day, if my dad calls me, I'm like, shoot, what did I do wrong? Who who told him what something that I posted, something that I did? Because somebody always takes something out of context, you know, so. And what that does is that causes many PKs to live in something that God has freed us from, which is guilt, shame, and disappointment. Absolutely. Yep. It, it causes us to, like, oh, man. Everything I do is like, oh, I got to make sure. Yeah. I don't do something to make people talk about me. Yeah. Or I got to do something to make sure that my parents don't look bad. And PK's already had a stigma. Exactly. So PK's already had a stigma of being bad. So then it was that all like, well, you have some people like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for you to act crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, number one, my parents didn't raise me like that. Like, okay, we all going to slip and fall, but like, I'm not, I'm not about to be out here doing drugs and, you're not going to stay there. Yeah, you may right. slip, but you're going to yeah, get back up. Yeah, exactly. 
We fall down, okay. but we get up. <laughs> we I ain't gonna stay falling. But you know, you notice how anytime people talk about PKs, like just in like a public arena, it's like negative. on social, it's always, always negative. negative. They never bring up PKs unless we talking about somebody who did something wrong. Oh, you know they're PK. Negative. Oh yeah, man. It, it's, it was like girls gone wild. Yep. Literally, like PKs had that stigma. Like, oh yeah, PKs. <laughs> yeah, and I, and then when people would meet me as I grew older, they'd be like. Yeah, bro, like you ain't the typical PK. That's how I felt about you when I met you. Yeah, because I've Both heard y'all. I've heard so much negativity about PKs. And here oh okay. Here's the thing. My oh, parents oh. my parents are actually saved. Okay, well, we don't wanna mm-hmm. some of these PKs that y'all met, there is a statistic that like five thousand churches or something like that closed down over the pandemic. I believe Half of them probably should have closed because a lot of y'all ain't called. Ooh. And because you're not called, you're stepping into an arena that you have no business in. And this is why folks that uh, doubt the faith or are atheists or whatever, whatever, they can come and they can call you out because you don't have no credentials. You ain't studied the Bible. You don't know what you're talking about. You saying this goofy stuff and you stream it online. And we wonder why millennials and Gen Zers don't want to go to church because we got people that are supposed to be, uh, 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 knowledgeable of the word of God, have no idea what they talking about. They just saying stuff that they regurgitated over the course of their Christendom. And this is why you got this is why your kids out here living wow. foul, Don't living no crazy because no they parts. see you. Don't you no up here preaching, saying all this stuff, but when you go home, you cussing them out. Like, yeah, that's great. Don't want no parts. Don't want no parts. And so, okay, all right. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. All I right. I will be um I'll be a, a mini Deborah Logan right now and play devil's advocate because <laughs> we don't never side with the devil. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> That's Whatever Cam's, you want to call it. That's Cam saying. Um, the parents, going back to your point, that was like three minutes ago maybe. The parents who knew, I think a lot of parents knew their children was bad. Uh, and they just wanted to tell on you because they wanted you to be better. But they was trying to raise you instead of raising their own kids. Ooh, girl. So, In your business. <laughs> so that's why that. they can still do what they, you know, they'll still come to you to this day. Like, oh, I'm so proud of you, but you can't say that about your own kids because you wow. didn't raise them. You wasn't worried about them. You wasn't in their life. Wow. Anyways. It's quiet. It's quiet in this <laughs> Presbyterian church. <laughs> that That's, you know, there there are so many things that have frustrated me. With being a PK, um, y'all let y'all let me know how y'all feel. Did you feel like sometimes it was more pressure to live in a way that pleased people rather than pleasing God? Yeah, I was a people pleaser until I went to college. So this is this is also where we 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 experienced the same thing, but did the opposite. <laughs> So for me, I noticed that I I felt that. I felt the pressure to please people, but my reaction to that was to make people more frustrated with me. <laughs> Basically, um I just I until I met you I was rebelling. 
pretty much because I didn't want to and not necessarily out in the open. I, I think I did a good job of trying to conceal it for the most part. Um, but in my private life, absolutely. I was rebelling on purpose um, because I didn't want that pressure of having to please people. So I felt like if I don't please them and I do what I want to do, then I won't feel that. It's almost like trying to avoid the feelings. So I would do things to avoid those feelings. Um, that didn't work. So it, it, yeah, I had no peace, but, um, yeah, I definitely felt that for sure. For sure. Because for me, it made me feel like until up until I had my own personal relationship with God, I didn't, I didn't see the value in trying to look a certain way for other people. And that means that I'm a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with like, the way I express myself and the way I dress and stuff like that. Like people are always asking me questions about that. And I'm like, I don't, in my mind, I've always been the kind of person to just be myself. Cause that's who I want to be. Um, and I, I never wanted to be like, I never wanted to like just dress certain way. Cause that's how people expect me to dress. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, no, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to be bright and colorful and wear what I want. You know what I'm saying? Um, and of course, still trying to be respectful, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm still gonna do me. And if if this is just about pleasing people and not about pleasing God, then I'm not gonna try to please the people. That that's how I felt about it. So until I got a word from the Lord that I wasn't supposed to do something, I was gonna do it. That's how I felt about it. Like if I couldn't find it in the Bible where it don't say to do something, I was gonna do it. I was gonna push the limits. I'm a push the limits kind of person <laughs> until I feel like until it's made known to me that I shouldn't do something, I would always push the envelope a little bit. Um, so that was my reaction to the people pleasing. Cause I'm not, I'd hate people pleasing. I, I don't like it at all. So it irks my, it irks me. Lex, what about you? Um, yeah, I was a people pleaser until college. I want to say when, um, we had discipleship. I don't know if, know what that means but somebody who was older or further along in their faith would kind of help me read my bible go through it and stuff like that and we would just kind of go through life together I don't want to say it like that but um then they started asking questions like oh so, so why do you think you're doing this and why are you doing that and then I was like oh my gosh I'm doing this because other people want me to do this mm -hmm. I'm not doing this because I want to do this and you know, me and mom and dad, sometimes we just, we bump heads now. Cause I'm just like, I understand how you feel about a certain issue, but I don't feel the same way. And if I don't want to do something, I'm probably not going to do it now. Yeah. But I'll say this. I'm proud of you in the fact that, you know, I, I never had to worry about you when you went to college. Facts. Like I, like I just always had peace. You yeah. know, I would have conversations with dad, like dad, like I'm, I trust her. Like I'm, I don't have to worry Not because you are so very worried about me active and, 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 you know, finding your own footing and all that stuff. But I'm also glad that you're, you've come to that realization earlier than I did. You know, I'm, I'm 31 and I graduated college in 2010, I I failed a class and I was going to have to retake the class and it was going to mess up my graduation date and all this stuff. And I was crying 
not because I failed the class, but because I felt like it was going to make mom and dad look bad. Yeah. And, and the school I was in, I was in an accelerated program. For those of you that understand how full sale works, I was in an accelerated program. And if you got uh 71 or below, which is like a C minus, you fail. Cause they're like, no, you got to know this stuff. So I had a 71 and I 72, I would have passed 71, failed the class. I called my dad. I'm crying. And he said something that was so powerful. He's like, son, like you don't, you don't got to do this for me. Like, like this is for you. Like your education is for you. You know, obviously, you know, we, we want to be proud of you and have a reason to be proud, but like, don't, don't cry. Cause you're not going to get to graduate with your friends. So I was worried about the appearance and the opinions mm-hmm. rather than like literally doing this. So mm-hmm. I would have an education and pass. Make a long story short, God did a miracle and I didn't have to uh, graduate later or anything. I still graduated on time. They did, they had an accident, put my class with another class. So I took three classes in that particular, whatever. But I came to a realization earlier in the year. This year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the year, um, dad was preaching. Like every message was just like ministering to me on a personal level. It was stuff I've been praying about and and asking God about because I'm I'm not being cocky or arrogant when I say this. So don't take it that way. But I'm multi-talented. I'm very gifted in many things. And it can be very frustrating. The message was called The Pressures of Being Gifted. And I watched that message and it just began to spark something in me because I'm always up until even, you know, 31-year-old camp, 31-and-a-half-year-old camp, I'm still trying to maneuver and do things in a way where I don't, like, make people's opinions of me change. Or I don't want, you know what I'm saying, I want people, everyone around me to be pleased, mm-hmm. e- even at the expense of my own peace, joy, and happiness. And so I told mom something after one Sunday we were singing, and I was like, yeah, mom, like, I've been living life for other people my whole life. I said, I'm about to start living for me. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, you know what I mean? And, you know, I walked off or something. We had to go eat or something like that. Like, I really mean that. Like, I'm I'm living life. (laughs) I'm living life for me now. Everybody's not. Everybody's not going to. Because at the end of the day, even if I do everything to please people, they still not going to be happy or satisfied. Right. Yeah. Right. So I might as well be happy with me and, mm-hmm. and follow the direction that God has for me, as opposed to uh, uh, living life based on the opinions of other people. Yeah. And so now that I'm walking more in that it's, it's a new territory for me because my entire life I have been graded and judged and viewed through this lens, this this rose colored lens that, you know, that's 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 Logan's son. He can't do that. Yeah. That's Logan's son. He can't he Same. can't be there. Same. I I I will say I relate on that level. I think I've never really cared about what other people think, but I really, really did care growing up about what my parents think, particularly my dad. I had a very good relationship with my dad growing up. And so I always wanted him to be proud of me. So 
a lot of the times, if I was worried about what somebody was going to think, it was him. So even like as an adult, I still dealt with a lot of those feelings of trying to please my parents, like trying to make them feel good about what I'm doing and be proud of me um, because they're my parents. Like, you know, like if they don't, if it's something they don't care about, I don't care about it. But if it's something they would care about or something that would like upset them or make them feel like, oh, you shouldn't do that or whatever. That's when I'm like anxious and having anxiety attacks because it's like, I'm like, I don't want to make my parents feel like they failed or like they didn't do something right with me, you know, especially cause I'm the oldest and I'm like basically the experiment, you know what I mean? Like I was the experiment child. So it's like a reflection of them if I mess up, you know? Um, so I'm like, I don't want to mess up because I don't want that to be a reflection of what they taught me and what they instilled in me. Um, obviously as an adult, I have to make my own decisions now. So that doesn't fall on them and I have to remind myself of that. But yeah, that's something that I've definitely had to deal with. And I've like, probably like two or three years ago, I really had a hard time with that because I don't know, I guess just a lot of stuff was happening and I was kind of like, man, like I feel like I'm not living up to what, because here's the thing. You said this when you were preaching the other day, you were talking about how your father is your first like example of what God is like, because you that God is your father. So your, your natural father, that relationship is reflected in your relationship with God in a way, because you know, that's like your earthly father is supposed to be your example of what a father should be like. So like if God is our father, then we relate to God how we would relate to our natural father. And because a lot of us have, you know, different experiences with our fathers that may not be healthy or may whatever, um, that affects our relationship with God too. So it's like, I've had to learn, like, I can't think of God the way I think of my own relationship with my dad because they're not, God is not human. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn, I had to learn a lot of things about just Christianity in general, just my whole faith walk in general. I had to learn a lot outside of what I knew based on opinions and what my parents taught me and what they expect of me. I'm like, okay, well, what does God expect of me? Like, what does God think of me? What does he think about me doing this? And that's the whole purpose of praying and having a relationship for yourself. So you know those things and you're not just living out whatever you think people's opinions are. And then that, I guess, gives you peace to live your life to the fullest. Yes, peace. Because if you listen to everybody else, you're not going to have peace. Girl, you ain't going to have it. You're not. You're not. You're not going to have it at all. You're not going to have it at all. Um, I'll, I'll ask one more question. I was thinking that. I'm like, dang, like... you. Did you have any that other questions? <laughs> Did you have any other questions? Yeah, no, no. I have one more question. Okay, so we have, we've all hit on so many various points in talking about our struggles, uh, things that we've struggled with being PKs. Uh, we've we've talked about things that have kind of held us back in a certain way by trying to live for people being judged, mm-hmm. being viewed, um, having to be perfect. Would you say, and and I've said this before, and people may think it's crazy, but let me know how y'all feel about what I'm about to say. I feel like being a PK 
is very, very close, if not the equivalent of being a celebrity child. Absolutely. It's the same. You have the eyes. Like, literally, literally, I kid you not. On a, small, I can on a post, smaller scale. I can, I can post something. Well, it depends on. Oh, it depends on the size of your yeah. church. Yeah, depends, church yeah. though. Or, or the influence that your your right. father has. Yeah. You know, because I can post something and I'm here. And then it's, you know, in a whole nother region, somebody called me. Yeah, man. You know, your dad, you know, dad found out about X. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> How does he know? He don't even have social media. You know, is so like you can't even do certain things in certain areas well, or certain venues or certain platforms. Yeah. Like everything you do is seen or somebody's. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like somebody's watching me. I don't got no privacy. I used to think Michael Jackson sang that song, but he doesn't. I'm like, why'd you sing it like that? That's why how the guy you? sung the song. I don't know who sings it, though. Um, no, I, I totally agree. And I think. What makes that even worse is the fact that, like... You're a woman. Not just that, but, like, I'm also on the internet as well. So, and and for those of you who know who my dad is, I don't go... This is why I don't... A lot of people, they're always confused or, like... Oh, my God, this... Yeah, they always, they're always like, how come I didn't know this? Because I don't, I don't share who my dad is. And it's not because I'm not proud of him or because I don't believe in what he preaches or anything like that. Because y'all weirdos. It's... It's because people are weirdos. People are um, weird. People Doesn't are weirdos. Like in, in, any, and in any space. We're not talking about the specific people of that particular minute. We're talking about people in general are strange. My dad was internet famous before I was. So it's just that dynamic of already him being hyper visible. And then once people found out who I was and what I do, because I'm on the internet now too, it's like when they put two and two together, then they start making all these like assumptions um, even Cam had assumptions about me before he met me because of who my dad is. Sure did. And it's like, but you a PK too, you should understand. But it's like that because of the internet level, it's a different type of like expectation, I guess. I don't know. It's like, it's like there adds a whole nother layer to it of that visible, the visibility, like how many people see you. I think the amount of eyes magnifies the anxiety. <laughs> You know, because it's like I have now it's like people all over the world. Like I can go anywhere and somebody's going to know, you know, like somebody's going to know who I am now. And I didn't I never thought about it like that when I made my first post on YouTube. I didn't think I didn't think anybody would ever put those two together because I tried to keep them as separate. I tried to keep the separation of church and YouTube as as far away as possible. I would I had no intentions of ever talking about like any of this because I didn't want to like I didn't want those pressures that I felt at church to be in my creative space you know what I mean um because those expectations like they just be they just be everywhere like people just expect so much when you say you're a Christian but then also if you a PK oh oh it's way worse it's like well we're waiting for you to fail now we're waiting for you to fail it can be more difficult mainly for you and Cam, I don't have that many followers, but it doesn't matter. You can have like 1000 followers and 999 of them can like you, but that one hater, like they're going to be, and it's just like, 
And their words are always, for some reason, their words are always louder than everybody else's. Yes. This one, it can be like just one person, but that's why. So celebrities, they can have millions of people love them. But if they have a couple of haters or a couple of people who are like, oh, you need to do this. You should be better at that. Or you're not even good at your craft. Like, it's just, you're going to remember that no matter yep. how many people like you. So I'm being in the back of your head. Is you don't want to listen to other people's opinions, but sometimes they'll they'll get in your head and you'll be thinking about that. Cause, yeah. Wow. Is that what they see? You yep. know about me? Yep. And you're, if you're already like, if you're already like judging yourself based on you know how your parents, who your parents are, and like okay, I have to keep this level of like, like I have to set this standard. I have to be this at this level. But then you have all these other people like that one that one comment will like send you off into like the deep end. Like, OK, what did I do wrong? How can I fix it? And then like you get back to the people pleasing thing and it's like you don't want to do it. But because you have so many eyes on you, you want to make sure that you're not sending the wrong message. If you really love Jesus, you don't want to send the wrong message. You know. You can't tell them all because then they're gonna be like, oh. <laughs> man, you can't say nothing. Right. It was it was at uh, Vicky's birthday dinner. And we were talking about, you know, how, like, sometimes we want to go off on the internet trolls Man. and stuff like that. But, like, we can't. We can't. And then Jay Bryan was like, oh, but I can. <laughs> it's like, like, but you got to, you have, and that's a whole other segment. But you have to surround yourself with people who will fight for you. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, we literally can't because. You can't. Because y'all. Yeah. And then. Even for you, it's even more of like a, um, that's like you, because you're also a pastor now too, that adds another layer to it because you also have a heart for people. It's not like your, your parents is the ones that have the heart. You also have the heart for people. So then you're also thinking of like, okay, like if I say it this way, am I losing my effective effectiveness as a preacher? Like as, as, as somebody who's supposed to help people I can't say certain things or do certain things because that's you know that that won't align with what I have to do in ministry yeah I I mean absolutely I've been I've been in ministry my entire life I started taking ministry very seriously after I came back from a mission trip in Mexico when I was 17 um I literally saw miracles signs wonders like can't nobody, can't nobody tell me God ain't real. Nobody. I don't care what you say. I've seen him. I've seen him move. Uh, and I started taking ministry seriously. Obviously, I went to college. I will say in in Cam sense, I wilded out a little bit. Uh, and like I say all the time, I had that moment. My I call it my road to Damascus moment where, you know, Jesus really made himself even more real to me. And from then on, kind of, I was actively engaged in ministry, worship, singing, doing, helping set up all kinds of things. Then fast forward, uh, 2014, we get married. 2015, I become a youth pastor, an ordained elder. So I've been a pastor for going on seven years in May. And so there's added pressures even there because now people will scrutinize my family based on 
rules, regulations, ideologies, and opinions that they have mm-hmm. that elevate it to a whole another level. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, where where does it end or where does it stop? I feel like that's why my main priority has always been like making sure you're good because I've grown up around so many pastors and I know like, I mean, obviously we're talking about being preacher's kids, but I've, the, the pressures that we feel are what our parents have felt to not, I mean, to a degree because your dad wasn't a preacher's kid, but as a preacher, he feels a lot of the certain pressures that we probably feel. <clears throat> and um, it's, it's not going to feel the same because we're all different, but at the same time they feel a lot of pressure and I know how that pressure, I've seen how it affected my dad and that's why it made me the way I am, made me the way I am as far as like how I respond to people, like how much I give to, like like how much energy I reserve when it comes to being around people and being in public spaces. Like if, if you notice, like I be in the car because I'm ready to go. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like being around a whole lot of people and stuff because I know how much energy people can draw from you especially as a preacher. So that's why like my main priority is always like, are you good? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you like, how is your mental health? Like, let's talk about this. Cause I don't want you to be so overwhelmed with always having to be there for others and not take care of yourself, you know? And that's real. I feel like I do the same thing with you too. I try to help you out at least in my own Vicky way. I don't know if I do, but I know you do. I try to, you know, I don't know. I do like when you speak up for yourself, though. I'd be like, Lexis, what do you want to do? Speak up for yourself. And most times, I I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty easygoing person. I don't care. I mean, yeah. So That's, that's just how that's how we are. Me I Alexis, mean. Like, we, like, nine times out of ten, like. We do not care. I do not care. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'll I mean, I know, but I also. Go with the flow kind of people. I also know how y'all are and y'all. Y'all put people before yourselves sometimes. So I'd be like, no, do what you want to do. Be yourself. <laughs> I do. I've, I've done more of what I wanted to do, especially last year, I think. No, I I, I'm proud of you. And this year, leaving my job, that mm-hmm. wasn't. Bruh. You know. I'm so proud. Some daps I'm so ones. proud of both of y'all. Listen, I'm two for two right now. You know what I'm saying? Man. I don't. Listen, because that's another thing. I got thing. two corporate people out their jobs. We'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> like that's like part two. Like because there's, I have so many more questions. Uh, because the, there are a lot of similarities between corporate and church. But I, I, feel I like I'm not even talking the, about that. The structure. I'm just talking about like. No, but I have thoughts. But it's okay. right now. It's like pressures. Yes. Opinions. Struggles. The way people view you. Like, next, I'm seeing, like, man, like, performing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, legit. Performance. Corporate is performance-based. Performing. Puppets. Uh, like, we talked about it. Systems. So, like, I literally know people who, if you look at them, like, if you just look at them with your own eyes, you would think they saved. But they're just doing that, so y'all don't talk about them. Yeah. But, like, they, like... They don't have a relationship with God <laughs> because you have made them not want. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Y'all don't have good works. So, you know, it's it's causing people. We have to be mindful that we don't cause people to fall away from the faith because of us. And I, I think a lot of people in church, PKs don't, included, they don't realize how they've made. I mean, Nobody can make you do anything, 
But a, the the reason why a lot of PKs leave church and go their own route and do their own thing and don't want to be no a part of it is because of what the people in the church said and did to them. People. And how they made them feel. They Like, if you make somebody feel like they're not human, they're going to go where they feel accepted and loved. That's not love. So they're going to go find it somewhere else. There's a saying that says, people won't always remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Absolutely. I, I say this all the time. If it wasn't for Cam, I would not have been as active in church as I am now. Because I did, I wanted no parts. There's a point in my life where I wanted no parts. I'm like, man, listen, I want to go out here and live my life and do what I want to do because I never felt like I got the chance to. And it's not my parents' fault. It's just because people are always watching. And they'll tell you. Like, I remember graduation from college was coming up, and I was like, I'm going to take, you know, a break. Because mm-hmm. school, that's a lot. Like, just going to school, it's, it's a lot. I was like, I'm going to take a break before I take the LSAT and go back to school. And people are like, oh, no, nah, if you do that, you're never going back. I know somebody who did that. They never went back to school. And now they're this, this, and that. And I'm thinking, like, I'm, you know, great for them or sorry for them. I don't know what you want me to feel, but that's your opinion that you're putting off on me that I'm not going to finish what I. If God told me that this is what I need to do, then he's going to get me ready to do what I need to do. I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. And then mom was like, yeah, you know, they're right. You should. And I'm just like, I can't listen to other people. Then I stayed at my job too long. I can't listen to other people. Oh, they're going to need you. A lot of people need me. That don't mm. mean I got. That don't mean I got to <laughs> stay there. Like Honey. people just like saying stuff to make themselves like feel um, included in the conversation around your life. You're not a part of my journey. You're not gonna. And the people who said they're great people. I'm not saying any of that. But it's just you can't be a part of everybody's journey, and you can't listen to everything everybody at church. Well, not just at church, because people outside of the church will say the stuff, the same stuff people in the church will say. But people will leave the church because people in the church are supposed to be better than people outside of the church. That's I just say the feel. church so many times. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how they feel. But you got to realize, like, people in church, we're all bro- broken in some right. kind of way. So you can't just expect everybody to just have it all together just because we in church. Like, we're still trying to figure out life, too. Like, being an adult is hard. And everybody's decisions are going to be different. That doesn't mean they're wrong. Just, I'm not going to do it the way you want me to do it. Like you ain't God. God ain't told me that. <laughs> but they'll take they'll take the abuse anywhere outside yeah. of church. But somebody say one thing to you, child. Mm. Mm. Yep. And don't let it get a, don't let a prophet get up and say it to you. Now everybody really go. <laughs> everybody in your business. That's, and that's a whole nother. We talked about that though. But yeah, we did. But people don't realize like y'all don't realize like how many times we've been spoken into. By people because, oh, I, I see so much. Yeah, you see that because we're a pastor's kid. Like, obvious, obviously, there are some things that are going to be a given. Like, you know, like, okay, yeah, we're going to be successful. You don't have to, you don't have to, oh, I saw in a dream, in a vision, you're going to be successful. Like, my parents raised me to be successful, bro. Like, I, I know that already. Like, you know what I mean? People try to use who you are as like a stepping block or whatever. I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me, but. Well, ladies, I believe this was a very good conversation, a conversation that felt like needed to be had, uh, more things to unpack. 
a lot to unpack. Tons, tons to, to unpack. It's a lot. Um, you all that are listening and watching, you know, give us some feedback. I, I know that I've been getting messages for the last, you know, eight years of our marriage about people that are PKs. Sound off in the comments. Let me hear what y'all saying. Let me hear how y'all feeling. If any of this resonated with you, do you feel some similarities? Something that you want to get off your chest? Uh, maybe we'll take a couple uh, voice notes. Uh, if you guys hit us up on uh, Anchor, link in the description box. So we can hear some other perspectives or even questions that you may have in relation to, you know, life as a PK and the pressures of, of dealing with the life that we live. And so I think somebody's going to be blessed by absolutely all of our words. Uh, even, you know, as, as precious as my sister speaks and her, her soft tone. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate y'all for, for doing this. I've been really excited to do this. Uh, and you know, it's just, it's just cool. It's just cool to, man because it, because how often do people really, I mean, I know a lot of folks are saying a lot of stuff. Y'all be playing these crazy podcasts. These folks be saying these strange things. But, like, how often do we get a chance to express ourselves in a healthy manner? Not not often. And so we might be speaking for hundreds Maybe thousands well, of people that don't really get a chance or they feel like they can't express they can't how they nothing. really feel at Absolutely. this point. I've had a lot of people say that to me in the DMs. Like, PKs, we be feeling like we can't say nothing. You feel like we have nobody to talk to. It's a very lonely road. You feel like we, if I hadn't met y'all, I would probably have a lot of resentment and anger still built up because I'd never talk about any of this with anyone. Who was I going to talk to about it? None of my friends are PKs. Like... So if you if you don't have a community of people or you don't have any other PKs in your life, you're nobody's ever really going to understand how you feel unless you just go to therapy, which I mean, growing up, they told me that you just need Jesus. So I didn't consider therapy, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, this is therapy for a lot of people because a lot of us, we just conceal, don't feel, don't let it show. <laughs> I could say it could be therapy for a lot of black people, period, because growing up, we're always told, you know, stay in a child's place or be quiet. Mm. Um, so I'm fine with being quiet and staying in my place. Bruh, I will, I will keep all my feelings to myself. Y'all would never know how I felt unless I said it on this podcast. Yeah, but some <laughs> people just need to talk, to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. They need the opportunity and the chance to yes. express. And so in we appreciate we appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, coming back each and every week, showing your love, showing your support, liking, commenting, subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, if you are a viewer of the pod and you haven't subscribed, go ahead, hit the subscribe button right now on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed on Apple, on pod, uh, podcast, on Spotify, on wherever else that you get your podcast from, go ahead and subscribe right now. Give us a rating. Uh, we'd love to see uh, all those five-star ratings. Uh, all over the world and so uh listen hey this has been great this has been fun uh make sure that you if you want to partner with us uh and support us in a uh, different way as opposed to just listening you want to support maybe monetarily 